Welcome to the Bee Body Marketplace, where we treat, support, and invigorate our human bodies. Today is a beautiful entering into the season of Aries, and I think it's also a wonderful introduction for our guest that we are featuring today. She is a wonderful mom of two beaming daughters. She is a yogi, an instructor, a guru, a guide. She's a Reiki healer. She does so many things. I can't wait to get into it with her. She goes by Shira, or she, I like to call her Queen She. And <laughs> she has brought me into the Love Yoga community in Hyatt School, Maryland, if you don't already know. It is a female and Black-owned establishment. So, um, so many good things ebbing and flowing this International Women's Month, and I'm just happy to be here with our guest Shira welcome oh thank you thank you for having me it's a it's a blessing and it's good like I said it's good to be in your presence I you I mean there are really few people who understand the power of the I am and I feel like you are one of those people from the first moment I took your class, there was such peace and tranquility that I felt, but also a strong sense of knowingness too, of identity. And what I really wanna impress upon our listeners um, is that things like yoga practices are not just there for fitness or there for a good feeling, but it's so much deeper than that. Um, can you tell me how you came to yoga and what is fulfilling about the practice for you? Oh, my, my journey started way back in high school, honestly, and that was about more than 10 years ago. Um, I didn't really get consistent with my practice until about three, three, four, four years ago after I had my daughter, my eldest daughter, Robin, who's now five. You know, we get caught up in this motherhood that we lose a part of ourselves. We, we, we take that focus from ourselves and guide it to other people and we lose that identity. So that would happen to me. I fell into a, a deep postpartum depression and then I had to really come to terms and sit for a second and realize I'm missing something. And that's how I started going back to meditation. I would meditate for at least about 15 minutes. But, um, and then something just called me back to my mat, honestly. And then once I was able to get on that mat, I was able to just release all my worries, my sorrow, my stress, my discomfort, that, that tension within my heart that, that didn't set well with me. And it, I was able just to lay it off on, all on the mat. So that's how I came about to, to yoga. And then how I became a yoga teacher is, is when the passing of my father back in 2017 and um, the breakup from my um, Robin's, Robin's dad was back at the back. So that took me to another depression and 
I really lost a sense of me just entirely. I fell into a really bad depression. And then I had to really, really stop to really figure out what was going on with me internally. Not any outside source, not any, not anything that wasn't a part of me. I had to figure out who, who, who are you, Shira? Like who, what's, what's going on inside of you? So I had that moment to really, to figure out how to really love myself, how to really make myself happy, how to just be comfortable in my own skin, how to love me. Because for the longest, even when I was a little girl, I was so timid, so insecure, so, so wasn't sure of who I was. So that whole journey in itself, it took a really traumatic moment to dive to dive in deep to understand who I am. And I'm still figuring that out, you know, cause you know, it's old, we, we change every day, but I feel like I am on a good path of that. Wow. And, being, and then being on my, being on my mat, it just, it just energized just that inner light within me. And then that inner light is just so beautiful. And then me being a teacher, I feel that energy that I receive from my students and from people who I haven't even met before. And it's a beautiful thing that I don't want to give up. So that's why I stick to, and then I continue to enhance my, my learning and my path, my spiritual path as, as well. It's a beautiful thing. It sounds beautiful. And you know, again, that awareness, just that knowing, like you just felt like you needed to look inside and examine right. the love. It's yeah, because I, yeah, I had to, you know, because not only that I had to do it for myself, I had to do it for my little girl, you know, because she's looking up to me. Nobody else, she's looking up to her mother, like, which way do I need to go? And I had to be that strong for it, but like, okay, go this way. And I had to find that with within myself first before I had to give that to her, that that energy, that love, that self-care. I had to find that within me before I had to even teach her what that is or what the definition of self-care and self-love. Cause if I were if I don't know, how how am I able to teach her? So she was definitely my motivation. And does she do yoga with you? She does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, every now and then she does. And then sometimes I even catch her sitting down meditating. The first time I yeah, the first time I saw her meditating, we was right we were in a car. I think we were driving home. And I just picked her up from daycare. And it, it got quiet in the back. Cause you know when children get quiet, you're like, oh, they got the sun, what's going on? So I look in the very mirror and I just see her sitting in Sukhasana. Her on her hands is in the Ganya Mudra. And I'm like, uh, baby, what, what are you doing? <laughs> and she's like, I'm meditating. I'm meditating like mommy. And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry I disturbed. Continue. <laughs> and then that, that was a beautiful moment. Yes, 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 yes. Mm-hmm. And for our listeners, I mean, clearly with the essence and the, being in the presence of the queen, Shira is a Black woman and 
it's so empowering to see more and more black women take on their spiritual and holistic journey in this way because a part of the learning and the undoing too is um asking those hard questions about self um about things that we have been exposed to or not exposed to growing right. traditionally and maybe shunned away from so um what other aspects what other elements do you include or has come into the fold of your spiritual journey along the way well i have to identify um to why do i hold attachment to things you know and that came from my childhood like i didn't have that much of a close bond with my parents and um not definitely not with my dad and that would when i when i was in relationship when i have i been in relationships i used to attach myself to um these my partners well my boyfriend per se and i used to seek that that void within them that i didn't seek within myself you know so when I dealt with that breakup that had devastated me because I thought, okay, now I don't have anybody, you know, where in which that I learned all you, all you need and all you have is already internally. So that was a, that was a part of self-love that I had to find within myself. I couldn't find that love in other people or in other things. I had to really understand fully and accept it that all that love that I needed was inside myself. And of course, you know, it's an everyday process that I still have to remind myself that I am enough. I am worthy. I am worthy internally. But I had to really tap into myself internally to figure that out. So I had to reminisce of past relationships and understand like okay that was that what happened you know that was something internally so I tried not to allow what happened to myself in the past to project over to my future if you get what I'm saying yes absolutely yes absolutely and what are some of the ways that you show self-love to yourself I noticed that you are a plant mom you're a plant mom. I am a plant mom yeah that's one way yeah when I when I feel down even when I feel down and I get up in the morning, I feel down, I I remain in the bed for a little bit. So I start off with a nice guided meditation to allow the words to really prompt me for my day. And then if I still need a little pick me up, I tend to my plants. I repot them, I water them, I talk to them. My um, fiance, he laughs at me because I, I talk to my plant and sometimes dance with them as well. Even got my daughter doing it too. Yes, <laughs> yes. But um, yeah, I'm a, I'm a prep mom. They, they really give me a lot of clarity and grounding to to my difficult times, honestly. Mm. And if it's not my plan, it's the, the love that I have surrounding me. So I'm a very affectionate person. So I'm very affectionate to my children, very affectionate to my partner. And I say partner now, you know, because 
since I already de developed that inner love within myself, I don't seek that from anybody else, you know? So I seek that from, I seek love to combine the love that I already have with myself, with my partner. So my spiritual, my spiritual partner, my partnership. So yeah, I just seek that, that beautiful energy around me. If it's not with my plants or the, the love within my family, it's the love with outside the sun, the beautiful air, or just being just on my mat, meditating, guided meditation. I always try to find something that give me a little, uh, a little push into a, a nice positive mindset. Because self self talk is very important. Yes, it is. I am a one hundred percent proponent of healthy self talk mm -hmm. every day. Yeah, and you got to feed yourself it every day. That's why I, I usually just start my morning with, a, I go right on YouTube, put in positive affirmations, or I do a guided meditation. I just make sure that I set my mindset to something positive to guide me throughout the day. Absolutely. That's so important um, to have a regimen of any sort that really works for you because exactly i find personally that if i don't set an intention either the night before or just get into the habit of setting it at the top of my day it mm -hmm. seems like it start to spill over and the mind just keeps going from and it's like okay well was this a thought from yesterday or is this why is this reoccurring or am i thinking ahead of myself just a yeah. sense of time yeah, and it's it's easy to allow those parasites to go into the mind and feed you negative self-talk, negative energy within yourself. And, you know, you yourself is your hardest critic, you know? So you really have to just program yourself to really block those out. And, and even if you can't block them, you can receive them, but don't receive them for so long. Allow the mind to guide to something positive, positive for yourself. But don't get me wrong, this whole thing is a process, child. It's a process, but at during the process, you just gotta be gentle with yourself. Know that nothing is perfect. Everything is a hard work and it's a working process, but just at the end, it's that light at the end of the tunnel. I always say that. Absolutely. And I was just saying the other day that sometimes when we're experiencing things, we are a little bit too hard, like you said, being critical, and we force mm -hmm. ourselves through things because we feel like we have to, or we have to pay the, the consequences. Um, but you can always reroute too. You can always just shift and reroute if it's, if it's not working for you. If that's not where you need to be, um, don't beat yourself up and be in No, 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 because I mean, Everybody have their off days. It's it's life, you know. And but you just be receiving and just identify what is the root or the trigger within that off day that you might be having, you know. And just document that, and then work, add something into that hard day that brings some type of joy, even if for a second or a minute, that brings that that type of joy within yourself. 
I love that you say, even if it's for a minute or a second, those minor inserts uh, mm -hmm. are huge, are huge. Yesterday, yeah. I put a post, yesterday was Friday. I put a post mm -hmm. up um, saying, hey, have you moved today? Just take five minutes. It's like you have to really get your, your own attention, especially if you, you don't have a regimen yet to yeah. your attention and just say, okay, what do I need to do? Maybe I just need to breathe. And then the easier thing too, you can just do is just breathe. Mm -hmm. That's it. Just take a moment, be still and just breathe. Take a deep inhale. Exhale. You feel how the shoulders melt down your back, relax, and you just let go. Doing just a couple of deep breaths makes a totally difference towards somebody's day and towards somebody's moment that, that is needed. The breath, stillness, very important. Absolutely. So, Reiki, I know this is also part of your, your journey and being an instructor. Yeah. Um, tell us about your Reiki experiences. <sighs> Reiki. Mm. You know, honestly, I don't even know what called me over to become a Reiki practitioner. It was just divine, divine order, honestly. People kept throwing, like, oh, sure, you should be a Reiki um, practitioner. Have you ever thought about Reiki? And I was like, no, I never did. But um, I also teach at a studio called St. Kofa over in Laurel. And they, um, the, the owner, Tamisha, has sent out an email of training within the area. So um, I saw that Shebok over in Waldorf was having a Reiki One training. I was like, uh, yeah, maybe I'll just do it. So I went and it changed my life. I, I knew I was hurting, but I didn't know I was hurting. <laughs> like, so what happened was during the training, the um, the Courtney is her name. Courtney was the the Reiki practitioner who was facilitating facilitating the training. So she was like, "Oh, so does anybody want to volunteer to um, demonstrate how we perform Reiki or someone?" So we were opening up the seven chakras. So me being me, I was like, oh, I do it. Yes, please, I do it. I'll hop on a table. It's still it's still a blur, but all I remember afterwards, I released so much. I let out a huge cry. I didn't want anyone in my space. It was I, I released. Mm. fully released I felt trauma re resurfering and that release I did on that day was a would be a moment I would never forget and were you the person being um demonstrated on or were you the demonstrator I was being demonstrated on yeah, I was being demonstrated on, and the outcome was something that I didn't 
didn't didn't expect. So one thing I would have to say about Reiki and anybody who's interested in like receiving our Reiki services, don't ever go into it with holding expectations. Just go into it holding an open heart. And it's a, and you'll be amazed to what you can release. I think, I think also the vibrations of the energy that flows through your body as well is also a beautiful thing. And just the connection that I make when I perform my Reiki is also outstanding and really hard to describe because, you know, everybody is different. Everybody holds different traumas and um, different chakra pressure points that that leads to that trauma you know and it's 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 really hard to describe to be honest but what really like guide me over to be a Reiki practitioner it was really divine order Honestly, like Reiki just kept the word kept getting thrown at me, thrown at me, thrown at me. And I was like, you know what? Sure. And then I became a Reiki practitioner. So how has tapping into these new powers and new sensibilities as a healer um, with that work, how has it translated into other areas of your life? Be it teaching, um, Yes, let's let's start with teaching though. Um, how tra- translated into your share with your students? Well, it definitely transpired to me as being a, a yoga teacher to being more um, compassionate and more open. You know, like I have to be really really careful about who I share space with. You know, because. Um, I can definitely sense certain type of energies and it definitely can be overwhelming for myself. And then I just, I just connect more, honestly. And then my, my vocal, my vocal is more um, accurate and more clear, but just the energy is more, um, more, more intense, if I if I want to say. Is there a blessing or a ceremony or anything that you did to cover and protect um, both your girls as a mom? <sighs> no, I, I I I haven't done anything. Well, you know, I I did bless the house. I, I did bless, I did cleanse and bless the house. Me and um, my, well, my fiance did before we moved in both rooms and um, we prepared ourselves for labor by doing a, a, a nice meditation, carrying strong protective stones and really listening to sound healing during labor. I had a, um, a natural water birth yeah and that's that was a a definitely amazing experience you tell did you have support doula midwife i had a midwife yep i had a midwife and it was just 
myself, my fiance, and his mom and the midwife. And so my first daughter, I had a um, epidural. So, and both of the experience was totally different. So, and then with Nina, natural water birth midwife, she came quicker than the epidural, but um, what really helped me to get through the natural neighbor was just breathing, focusing on focusing on my breathing, and um, having the the sound healing of ocean sounds like calm me mentally, and I carried a um, tiger's eye for strength, and then I had an amethyst for um, focus and a black tourmaline for protection so uh, we protect the room and she came out a beautiful healthy little girl amazing i hope our listeners are hearing this the power of the breath it is a real tool it is a real real thing um it definitely is a real tool something that everybody should embrace and just take the moment to embrace in that breath, embracing stillness, focus on your inhale and exhale, allow the breath to guide with the rise and fall of the chest, the, the expand and inflation of the belly. It's, it's, it's an almighty tool. But you said that she came before the epidural. And so I'm, for those who don't know, the epidural is inserted into your spine. And where would you say that most of your contractions are felt in your body? Um, are they primarily in the spine or? So for my, so Robbie, Robbie, I had the epidural for her. Nina, you know, that was completely just natural. So, so I felt most of the contractions, yes, in my, my lower back towards the spine and on mainly on my, my right my right side. So what did you do to combat the pain? Were you were you a mover in the water? Did you have movement before you got into the water? Um, did you reposition yourself in any way? I just positioned myself. Um, I did a squat. And I would just stay in that squat and just be still and engage in my breath. I didn't want to move too much. I just liked the, the stillness that I was cultivating and the, the breath that was that I was embracing and feeling and connecting with. Cause I had to focus everything on that breath to lose focus from the pain of the contractions. And yeah, it, it was just the, the stillness within the squat and then just me focusing just how the breath would enter and exit out my body because I had to gear my mindset from embracing the pain instead of just and I just embrace the breath. So it was really just it was just, it's just the mind. Yeah, I had to focus the mind to to focus on something else. Need the mind to focus on something else. Yeah, that support matters. That support matters. And having that correct energy 
in that room as well because I really believe that I didn't have that support of my male wife and my fiance, even um, his mom, it would have been a really hard, really difficult labor. Cause I had delivered um, two weeks before my due date and she came out um, seven pounds. And if she would have made all the way to her due date, I would have probably had to deliver a 10 pound baby and she would have been distressed. So that's another thing too, like how in two I am with my body. I knew that oh no, she had she needed to come out earlier than expected. So, but it's it's definitely important to have that that good support system with you every step of the way because you're carrying another being within you. You know, so you're carrying another emotion, another personality, another another being so you definitely have to be mindful not only for yourself but on so far your unborn child and that and that support system oh um my support system with some of the ways oh okay so my fiance doing labor we would, we would do mouse circuits mouse circuit is a basically like a structure procedure of inducing labor so that consists with a couple like our positions to help bring the baby down and then walking up we we have steps up the house so he would be up with he he would stay up with me throughout the hours of the day and and night and um his mom that's that 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 motherly figure that i never had she provided that with me, especially my mom. She's um in Hampton, Virginia, and she's bedridden, so she she couldn't offer that that motherly support that I needed. So she was there, and the, my midwife, she was just amazing. She offered a lot of holistic alternative, and she was just real direct and really informative. And just inform me, like, sure, you just got to continue to breathe and really just hands on. Very, it was, it was so intimate at that moment, you know, like she breathed with me. My fiance was breathing. That's, that's the energy on that day was one. It was so collective and it was so, so loving and so supportive. And it was beautiful. I mean, talk about a village raising a child, even before the raising part, rearing, you know, coming into that, that sounds amazing. And so this is definitely for um, dads to be or men who are thinking about having children because oftentimes they feel <coughs> removed from the process. Like, uh, there's nothing I can do. Right, right. Oh, but that. there's there's plenty men can do you know so there's so much you can do that is that emotional and mental support to your your other half is so it's so important and so needed so it's so needed and so appreciated once received well is there any other 
passion projects coming up? Um, I, I will want to say that um, me being a, a constant parent and I, I mean that just me recognizing that um, the the different personalities within my children like speaking to them as like as one allowing them to have a space a voice of their own is very important because me being a an african american a black a black woman I would never ever told to voice voice my opinion or speak my truth when I was young. You know, it took me into my adult ages to speak that truth and identify who I am. So I just want to say that it's very important to install that into your children at a young age to let them know that it's okay to have a voice of your own. It's okay to say no when you want to say no. It's okay to say yes when you want to say yes. It's okay to just speak your truth. And just being a parent, it's okay to support them in their truth. Beautiful said. Thank you again for your heart share today, for just sitting and talking with us, and for bringing us into a beautiful moment of motherhood as well. Your motherhood is a beautiful thing, you know. It's and we we're we're all still learning. We're definitely all still learning, even if you're a mother and, and you're not. Life is just a learning journey. Every day you learn something new about yourself. But just doing on that, just on that journey, just remember to stay gentle towards towards yourself, and just. Love yourself on that journey. Need a place to meditate or stretch, breathe? Gyrokinesis just might be for you. In fact, I know it is. Haven't heard of it? Give it a try. Every Saturday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, class is held virtually on Zoom. You might also check out Love Yoga Studio, on Tuesdays, they offer free community yoga. This and other great things in the Bee Body Marketplace.